Hello and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan and it's a pleasure to have you here. We, it is uh, July 5th and we will be reading paragraphs 1451 through 1457 today. And we are still in the middle of the Sacrament of Reconciliation. We'll talk about contrition and the confession of sins today. And we begin as always in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Contrition. Among the penitent's acts, contrition occupies first place. Contrition is sorrow of the soul and detestation for the sin committed, together with the resolution not to sin again. When it arises from a love by which God is loved above all else, contrition is called perfect, contrition of charity. Such contrition remits venial sins. It also obtains forgiveness of mortal sins if it, inc- if it includes the firm resolution to have recourse to sacramental confession as soon as possible. The contrition called imperfect, or attrition, is also a gift of God, a prompting of the Holy Spirit. It is born of the consideration of sin's ugliness, or the fear of eternal damnation, and the other penalties threatening the sinner, contrition of fear. Such a stirring of conscience can initiate an interior process which under the prompting of grace will be brought to completion by sacramental absolution. By itself, however, imperfect contrition cannot obtain the forgiveness of grave sins, but it disposes one to obtain forgiveness in the sacrament of penance. The reception of this sacrament ought to be prepared for by an examination of conscience made in the light of the word of God. The passages best suited to this can be found in the Ten Commandments, the moral catechesis of the Gospels, and the apostolic letters, such as the Sermon on the Mount and the apostolic teachings. The confession of sins. The confession or disclosure of sins, even from a simply human point of view, frees us and facilitates our reconciliation with others. Through such an admission, man looks squarely at the sins he is guilty of, takes responsibility for them, and thereby opens himself again to God and to communion of the church in order to make a new future possible. Confession to a priest is an essential part of the sacrament of penance. All mortal sins of which penitents, after a diligent self-examination, are conscious, must be recounted by them in confession even if they are most secret and have been committed against the last two precepts of the Decalogue. For these sins sometimes wound the soul more grievously and are more dangerous than those which are committed openly. When Christ's faithful strive to confess all the sins that they can remember, they undoubtedly place all of them before the divine mercy for pardon. But those who fail to do so and knowingly withhold some place nothing before the divine goodness for remission through the mediation of the priest. For if the sick person is too ashamed to show his wound to the doctor, the medicine cannot heal what it does not know. According to the church's command, after having attained the age of discretion, each of the faithful is bound by an obligation faithfully to confess serious sins at least once a year. Anyone who is aware of having committed a mortal sin, must not receive Holy Communion, even if he experiences deep contrition, 
without having first received sacramental absolution, unless he has a grave reason for receiving communion, and there is no possibility of going to confession. Children must go to the sacrament of penance before receiving Holy Communion for the first time. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.